It's time to get down to business on TK Business Live, brought to you by the members of the Topeka Independent Business Association. Now, let's join Tara Dimmick, owner and publisher of TK Business Magazine, as we take a look into the business world of Topeka, Kansas. Hi, and welcome to TK Business Live. I'm Tara Dimmick, and it's great to be with you this Saturday, and happy holidays. This is my favorite time of year. I love it so much, and... On top of it, I get a visit with a great friend today, Von Kaufman. He'll be joining me shortly. We've been friends for years, and we'll chat about, um, I'm sure we'll talk, talk Blue Dot and local business and buying local and, and his book and his, his music writing. He's just an incredible person and, and a, a great local business and a great friend. Um, also, a quick shout out to our sponsor, the Topeka Independent Business Association. You can learn more about them at topekatiba.org. I have Von Kaufman with me. He is the one of the owners of Blue Dot. Welcome. Thank you. Good to have you on. So tell us a little bit about Blue Dot. I mean, we are right in the midst of cold weather. Well, theoretically, <laughs> we're we're in the midst of a heat wave. Oh, that's true. Of. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it, um, everything is good in Blue Dot land. We we have just absolutely the best staff, really, that we have ever had the past that's few awesome. years. We are extremely lucky because without them, we don't have anything. And um, we've been very fortunate. Business has been solid the past few years. And um, so that's good. Everything's good. Good. So, okay. Well, I've got you here. So let's talk a little bit of tips. Mm -hmm. Because I remember one time, and you told me a tip, and I still use it all the time, about your dryer and how to make sure always to take the lint out. (laughs) It seems so obvious, but Yeah, but that was because at your house it looked like you had made a quilt. (laughs) You had... You had made a quilt there in your dryer. Well, I was trying to get enough to make a quilt. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we actually do dryer vent cleaning. And, you know, there are, I don't know the statistics, but there's actually a, a, a fair percentage of house fires every year that are caused by uh, dryer vents that are clogged. But it also shortens the life of your dryer. Mm-hmm. Your clothes don't dry as quick, so you use a whole lot more energy. I mean, it's just a, a whole cycle of things to use a dryer terminology that can, can go wrong if you have a... A dirty dryer vent. And also, you know, a lot of people have those flexible dryer vents, which are terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not very expensive, and we can come out and use four-inch sheet metal, you know, and, and actually make a dryer vent. That, no, I had no idea. Yeah, makes a big difference. Yeah, because you just use what you think is what was mm-hmm. supposed to go with the dryer. You don't think too much beyond that. Yeah. So the other thing is just in general, like the worst thing in the world to happen is when you want to turn on your heater and it doesn't work mm-hmm. when it's cold or when you want to turn on your air conditioning and it doesn't work when it's warm. So what are some things that we should be doing or thinking about uh, all throughout the year to make sure those things don't surprise us? You know, it's interesting. Um, our, we have a, a warranty form and it says the very top line says that we don't warrant dirt. And I, I think furnaces and air conditioners and water heaters and, and even washers and dryers um, aren't sexy. So people don't pay any attention to them. I mean, they will be out on their driveway polishing their car to the nth degree you know and their yard is manicured and the, everything looks nice but it's sort of an out of sight out of mind mm-hmm. kind of deal and really the biggest enemy of any of that stuff is dirt so you know and like around here in Topeka we have a lot of cottonwood trees you know it's not just enough for us to come out twice a year to do your routine maintenance there's times in the summer that you're going to have to wash your unit outside every month to get that cottonwood off of there so that it can actually dissipate the heat correctly. Changing the filter is such an important thing, and they're not expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get them anywhere. We sell them down at Blue Dot. You know, we have walk-ins every day. Folks come in and get their filters. So I would say 
the biggest tip is to keep things clean. Change the filter, um, air to the side of cars. You know, do it more often than you think. You know, some people think I just need to change that once a year. That's that's not the case. And particularly like if you burn candles or things like that. I mean, if you're burning a lot of candles, you really need to change that filter every month. If you're not, and if you don't smoke or you don't have a lot of pets in the house, you can typically go every three months. Yeah, but um, if you have pets, that's you have a pets, lot. You need to change it more often. And and you don't want to buy one of those fiberglass or those, they look like hog's hair kind of filters. I mean, those really cheap filters, they just don't do anything. You need a decent pleated, like a Merv 11 filter. Mm-hmm. And remember, too, a lot of folks get confused. They think that that filter is what keeps their house from getting dusty or dirty. That filter has absolutely or very little to do with that. It's really to protect your equipment, just like your air filter is meant to protect your engine on your car. So I would say the biggest thing is to be certain that everything's clean, the filter's clean, that you've changed the battery, not just in your uh, thermostat if it has one, but in your smoke detectors and your CO detectors and all that. Make sure the outdoor unit is washed and doesn't have a bunch of debris around mm-hmm. it. Um, those, those are the big things. It seems so basic, and yet we, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty. I get, I get moving, and I just think, I'll do that some other time. I'll do that some other time. And so putting it as a priority, it's, it's, it shouldn't be hard, but it is. I am good about my dryer lint, though. Well, I'm, there you go. I'm solid. Every, yeah. every time it's out. Nice. Yes, yes. I, you know, I would put, a lot of people nowadays use their phone or an iPad or something to keep their calendar. You know, back when I was first starting in business, I had a, a day runner, mm-hmm. I think they called it. And then I had a Palm Pilot. Yeah. You know? I'm kind of dating myself here. But, you know, just put put a reminder in there. Just set an alarm every month or every two months or something to go down and change that filter or in the summertime to not only change the filter, but to check that outside unit and make sure it's clean. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, big deal. Okay, so um, we like to talk about buying local. And, mm-hmm. you know, Blue Dot is local, um, but there's all this stuff going on, too. All these different companies. We were just talking about the mall when we were off the air. And... Um, you know, I remember when we first met us talking about all the vacant buildings throughout Topeka. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, that I tend, I, the way I tend to talk about buying local, because I think, I think sometimes buying local can get where, I don't know, people are like, ah, yeah, I do that sometimes. But I always feel like you're voting with your dollars. Yes. Where your dollars goes is, is what you're telling uh, the, the world. I mean, however your community ends up looking like is what's going mm-hmm. on. And so, so what kinds of thoughts? I mean, you're local, you've been local you buy local. Mm-hmm. Um, what should people be thinking about as they're, um, we're starting the new year. Mm-hmm. So what should they be, what, what, would you, what would you like to share? You know, I think, I think it's important to not just think short term. You're an entrepreneur just like mm-hmm. I am. And so, you know, there's a lot of risk involved with starting your own business and, and running your own business. But we don't think uh, as business owners, we can't just think about tomorrow. I mean, you've got to be thinking about the consequences of whatever you're doing today, tomorrow and next week and next month and next year. And and you kind of have to do that. Well, you know, I was visiting with a customer earlier today that uh, we were talking about Christmas shopping and uh, said, how are you doing on your Christmas shopping? Oh, I got it all done. I just got on Amazon, two clicks. It'll all be delivered to Mm -hmm. everybody that I want tomorrow. And, you know, and it was a friend. So I I pointed out, I said, you know, there are long-term consequences to shopping at places like Amazon. And again, I, you know, I'm not against change. I'm not against technology. I'm not against any of those things. But, you know, the, there's scuttlebutt going around that maybe there's some issues with the mall here, for example. Right. And um, and there are still a tremendous amount of empty buildings in Topeka. Uh, particularly if you think about what we would kind of consider 
the the central core of of the local business district of of Topeka. There's still a lot of empty spaces out there, and when you buy from Amazon, uh, for example, you do or online anything, online mm-hmm. Target, online Walmart, whatever it is, there are long term consequences to the short term convenience of that purchase. Yep, and y- you know you think about Topeka. Um, you know, people. A lot of people talk down about Topeka. You know, to, it, it, so on the one hand, Topeka is never going to be Lawrence, or it's never going to be Kansas City. Uh, and in some ways, I say good. I know. I always say you that know, I don't that, want that, it there. That, I could live there if I wanted yeah, that. That's. I think that's good. But we we have to compete with Lawrence, that's twenty miles away. We have to compete with the fact that you can be downtown Kansas City in less than an hour. And if we lose some of the things that make Topeka unique. If we lose some of the uh, the local flavor and the local mm-hmm. business, then what do we have left? It, we're already competing against those businesses that are unique in Lawrence or Kansas City. And, and so what I was pointing out, and I think what the conversation that we need to be having as a community is the long-term consequence of that short-term convenience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's great to be able to be at work and and gosh, everybody I know is a multitasker. We all have more to do than there are hours in the day. Yep. That's kind of where we're at as a society. And so it's very easy to uh, while I'm in the middle of doing my work to also click onto Amazon and pick out all the things that I want and, you know, right. send it to wherever it needs to go. But, you know, I found a I found a piece of paper in in one of our file cabinets at Blue Dot from I think 1976 and it looks like to me the population of Topeka is almost identical today as Actually, it was. Actually I think it's gone down since 2011 I know I saw some yeah. numbers there. Well we're about the same as we were in 1976. Oh gosh. Were you born in 1976? I'm not supposed to answer that. <laughs> I, I was. I was unfortunately but you know we so you know you look at any other city that is surrounding us yeah. of any size and they're growing and we're not and that's not necessarily a bad thing either. Being Staying the same size is not necessarily a bad thing. But when you think about even – I've been at Blue Dot now almost 17 years. Wow. And you look at the number of local businesses that no longer exist. And a lot of those are people that I know or knew personally. I know how much goes into to attempting to start your own business, to keep a business running, to find – great staff to come and and help you it's kind of heartbreaking when you drive around this community because you know terry and i my business partners terry mccart we we could like i'll just give an example like our vans we could we have about 35 vehicles on the road we get hit on by folks out of kansas city and st louis and and you know to, to lease vehicles and to be honest with you we could probably lease them a little bit less expensive than leasing them from Faust mm-hmm. here in town. But the reason that we do that is because they're here in town. Right. And they treat us fairly, and we keep our dollars here. I don't – we don't do work in Kansas City. You know, we do a little work in Lawrence. We go about a 60-mile radius of Topeka. What, what long-term benefit or what long-term – consequence is there another way to say it what am i doing to topeka's economy even though we're just a small little blip on the radar if i if i take our van purchases and i shift them from 
a local person who we know and we have a relationship with to somebody in Kansas City. It might seem something inconsequential, and maybe in the big picture, it's it's just a little blip on the radar. But it's a big thing to me. Uh, I, I think it's a huge thing. I mean, we... Even as Invista, we did that three um, percent shift, right? The the thing that the chamber's been talking about. I Matt came and talked to me about it early on, and as the minute I heard about it, and I was at Invista, we did a quick. I, I mean, my department alone did a twenty five percent shift of all of our of, of things that were currently going out of the city. Um, we were utilizing even just a media buy company, so that took a portion to that company, uh, our marketing agency, our printer. And we brought all of it local. And, you know, at the end of the day, it feels like we just brought a ton of money into Topeka. Yes. And and we're really, we're we're pleased with the service. We're pleased with the price. We're glad we're doing something local. We don't have to work with somebody who's not literally a drive away. And it wasn't that hard. And it helps make sure that those companies stay here. Absolutely. And they live and they thrive. I I hope it does. That's what I want. The thing is, you know, when we we lose something even like, the mall if we if we do mm-hmm. now a lot of those stores in the mall are owned they're not local right they're not owned local but they're employing our local people and and they're paying taxes locally and they're paying utilities locally yeah and they're driving folks out to this end of town um what is that what is that doing to topeka as a whole and what does that say about topeka you know i don't know i think i think Maybe there's been some shift and some change in attitude toward malls, kind of nationwide. It looks like in Kansas City, there's going through less, some of the same things. You know, people are trying trying to shop more downtown, and and gosh, we finally, after all these years, done something really neat downtown. Yeah, it's pretty I mean, awesome. Now, if we can, if we can just get those buildings full down there, uh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I mean, I'm, it's it really is beautiful. Um, I'm so proud because we've had so many false starts over the years down there i don't know it you know i'm not a native of topeka i was born in, a, in emporia but i've i've been here for 17 years and this is home and this is uh and my son still lives here and this is i don't know i'm proud of it I, there's a lot of, there's a lot of negative that you hear about topeka our crime rate or, or whatever it is but you know what topeka is a pretty cool city really we have a yeah. lot I, I i agree completely and i i think that you know, there's a lot of that, well, where are people shopping in town? And I think it really does come down to, are you spending your dollars online? And I'm guilty of it too, right? I, I, I've uh, had my fair share of using Amazon, but I think the numbers are something of the effect of like, if you shop at a local business, like almost 100% stays in our community. So if you sh- mom and pop store, somebody who owns the company, lives in Topeka, all that money comes right and stays right here. The people who work here, every, everything. If you if it's a a Walmart or a Target or something like that, you're still keeping anywhere between forty and sixty percent mm-hmm. in our community because of the people that work there, right. because of the tax dollars that stay here, and so um, those those entities, the property taxes, all of those things are so critical to helping our community thrive and not have taxes go up and mm-hmm. be able to um, have the different things that you want to have access to, right? Absolutely. So it's. Um, it's one of those things we, we get into the habit of just clicking on the button, but there's a real consequence. And I, I think that's the, the piece of it that's so important is this has been going on for some time now. And now you're really starting to see Toys R Us close and, and the Western Mall now losing, I think, three or four more stores. Right. And um, 
we already lost Burlington. We've lost, uh, we lost Macy's, which for me was a big hit personally because I like to get a lot of my dress clothes there. And, and so we have to make the decision. Are you okay with having a, a city mm-hmm. that has businesses that does not have retail? And are you okay with from this point further, however long, whenever that happens of not getting to try on your clothes and having them only brought to you? And, and maybe that will be what it is, mm-hmm. but you are choosing. Every decision that, you make, yes. you're choosing. I, I think that you, it, it's a decision. And yeah, it, it's nice to be able to drive to, to, to I don't know, to, to Lawrence and, and go get something and go to some place to eat. But, you know, you and I were having that conversation off the air about somebody telling you, well, you know, there's just no, no place. Oh, here yeah, I had it out like, with are you, are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, you got any number White Linen, of, Row House, Pennant, oh, yeah. Iron Rail. I mean, it just all the Mexican restaurants in our oh city, yeah. El Mezcal. We have so well, many and good even restaurants. stuff like people forget about the the French restaurant. Oh, Chez Azu. Yeah, it is like awesome. It's amazing. It's it's amazing. Row House, amazing. I mean, those places you would expect to find in a big city somewhere. Oh yeah, I always tell so. people I can beat your. I, I know that Topeka's got better food than anywhere else. Absolutely, anywhere else. I would go a huge region out, and I still would put our food up against. And I'll tell you else. other stuff that we have that people don't think about is like our symphony. Oh yeah, I'm. I was on the symphony board. I've had season tickets to the symphony for probably ten years. Our our symphony is as good as any major metropolitan area, and you know it's it's things like that, kind of your arts culture and what you have going on with that that really do attract, um, kind of a different type of entrepreneur. If you, if you don't have some of those kind of amenities available to you in your city, and the only way to keep those things is to keep a vibrant business community mm-hmm. going because if you don't have the, the stuff to support in other words you're not going to get um, people to come in and start new businesses if they have to shop outside of the community for just kind of the basics that they think that they need mm-hmm. you know to maintain their lifestyle or their quality yeah. of life you know well and I think it's so important as um, as a Topekan to know your city so the other piece that for me is uh, we recently had an event, and I'm so glad we did it, at the Topeka Civic, the- uh, Civic Theater. That was where it was at, Topeka Civic Theater. And I've gone there many, many times and didn't think anything about it until I realized we have a, a lot of people um, that work with us that are young. Mm-hmm. They, they had never, they've lived their whole lives here, but they've never been to the Topeka Civic Theater. They've never had a reason to go for whatever you might say about that. But being purposeful about choosing to say, you know what, let's do something different. Let's mm-hmm. try this. Let's check this out. The Jayhawk Theater right now is doing oh my swing it, lessons. And is it like the beautiful? And they're oh, not even done yet. It's it's amazing. And it's, it's so amazing. alive. You have to go. You just have to go experience Topeka. And I I um, had heard some some people, some small businesses were talking about doing an experience Topeka kind of bus trip. That would be neat. Yeah. But I do think that, you know, it's just like as you go and you think about, okay, well, we're going to go out on this trip to Kansas City. What are we going to do? Or we're going we're gonna to go to Dallas. Um, what are we going to do? Spend that same amount of time and say, we're going to do something in Topeka. What are we going to do? And there's a plenty to do. There's so you know, many great things. We we were one of the founding sponsors for the Evil Knievel Museum. Ah, uh, and um, it's amazing. But, you know, part of that was selfish because, you know, when I was a kid, I mean, Evil Knievel was like the thing. In fact, my Evil Knievel toys are in the museum. Mm-hmm. You know, I donated That's them to amazing. the museum. That's amazing. I didn't know that. That's and amazing. I You know, we have some neat stuff. And, you know, Blue Dot, I mean, we're... We just celebrated our 60th 
anniversary here. Wow. And, um, you know, we've got, we were going through pictures, you know, old pictures and stuff. And it's amazing the changes that, that we've been through. You know, yeah. the, the gentleman that founded our company um, recently passed away. He and his wife passed away just a very short time apart from, from one another. Uh, Bob Satzler was his name. And, um, you know, it's neat that we have that kind of history. You know, uh, people, I think, forget how long we've been here. Yeah. You know, long time. Terry and I are the the fourth owners of that company. Wow. And Terry actually worked uh, for the company clear back when Bob owned it. I mean, he's been there, you know. <laughs> this whole time. But he's really old. I mean, Terry, you know. <laughs> just kidding. You know, he's been, you know, it's, we have, we have so many wonderful customers um we're just so so fortunate you know to have loyal friends really i mean Mm -hmm. you know that that call us and 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 they know i mean we'll go and and we make mistakes like everybody else i'm not trying to but you know i mean if they need us to go help them do anything we we do yeah and um so you know we we try our best to be good neighbors we 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 try to you know we donate to the to the symphony gala every year and and any number of other good and and so do a bunch of other companies in town but you just have to try to be a good neighbor yeah yeah you know i think that's one of the beauties of small business ownership is that it also gives you that gift to to just be a good neighbor i mean i i grew up and i remember still remember um i I feel like this was one of those really good lessons that i got from my dad but we had a flood in our community and there was no conversation my dad just got in the truck i actually we loaded us as kids and he was one of the people, you know, who gathered all the sandbags and started trying to salvage as many houses as we could. Mm-hmm. I I still remember that. I was tiny. And I, I remember that that's who who we are at our core. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've before we got on there, we talked about the divide of politics and the divide of different things that are in our world today. But at the core of who we are, we're the person that gets in our truck and goes and helps salvage the houses and help each other. And if we could just remember that. Well, I, you know, it's sad. I, I think there is a real agenda out there and, and from both sides mm-hmm. of, the, of the aisle to keep us divided. And, and without getting too deep into the weeds about that, I think, you know, if you can keep folks distracted and arguing among themselves, then you can continue to do whatever you're doing that you probably shouldn't be doing. I, you take a look at, for example, Houston would be would be example when they just had the, their floods here in, in the mm-hmm. last year and a half or whenever that was. Uh, at that time, there was a lot of things going on in terms of uh, racial division being discussed in various cities. You know, you you looked at the TV coverage of the floods there in Houston, and you saw African Americans helping whites, and whites helping Hispanics, and helping Native Americans. Nobody, because we're neighbors. Because we're neighbors. I don't think you know that old saying. You know, when when uh, when you were drowning, did you notice the color of the hand that was reaching to? Reaching to pull you up, I, I don't think you do. I don't think we're nearly as divided as maybe some folks would want us to be. I certainly hope that we're not. Mm-hmm. I think I think at our core we're really mostly good people. You know, uh, I think about. I mean, gosh, we have a lot of customers at Blue Dot, and and the percentage of folks that, for example, try not to pay their bill or complain about things it's such a small percentage yeah and sometimes we forget and i'm sure you run into those kind of things in your business too yep or even at the bank and sometimes you get you 
you can almost become jaded because you spend so much time maybe sometimes dealing with that. But when you look at it percentage-wise, I remind the, the folks that work all the time, 99% of the folks that we deal with are just good people. Mm-hmm. They they call us when they need something. They pay us. They're happy. You know, if there's an issue, we fix it and we and we go on. And, um, it, you know, we spend a lot of time dealing with that 1%. But we have to realize that that's kind of what we're seeing on in the media and stuff too. Uh, really, ninety-nine percent of us, I think, all of us, whether you're liberal or conservative or somewhere in the middle, I think we're all good people, and I think we all mm-hmm. want the same thing. You yeah, know? and we're all neighbors who all should neighbors. be taking care of each other the best right. we can, because that's at the end of it, that's all we got, right? We, we just got. have each other. That's all we got, and that's so. and that's why it's important to shop locally because those folks are our neighbors. I mean, no offense to whoever his name is that owns Amazon. No. And the, uh, power to him. I think yeah. it's fantastic that he's able to do what he's doing, but I don't know him. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for me as, you know, because we do commercial service business, for example. It's It would be really hard for me to come over and knock on the door of a local business in town trying to solicit their business to service their HVAC products or their plumbing products if I... If I don't do business with them, mm-hmm. I can't think of any of them that we take care of that we don't also, in some form or fashion, do business with. Um, it, it's really important. Yeah, it is. Okay, we have just like a couple minutes. So I want to touch on a couple things. One, how to get a hold of you if you need some service because everybody is probably thinking about those things right now with heaters coming on and yeah 272-1633 is how you get a hold of blue dot um somebody answers the phone 24 7 365 we don't have an answering machine we got a human that answers the phone that lives in topeka (laughs) (laughs) that's uh, employed in topeka so uh or you know we have a a facebook page you can you can reach there we have a website which is www.blue.kansas.com we, we have we get emails and stuff off of there every day awesome so okay this isn't going to give it justice because i literally have like a minute but um you're also a, a songwriter and an author mm-hmm. and um c- can you just mention the book and maybe a, a, just a little bit about it yeah um i wrote a book uh, in 2013 uh, called letters for healing it's uh, just uh, it just touches on a little bit of narrative therapy so kind of uh, handwriting a letter to deal with um, a loss or it could be the loss of a job or it could be the loss of a marriage or relationship or the loss of a loved one. And then a little bit about cognitive processing therapy, which is reading the letters of people who have gone through a similar traumatic experience. And then there's a collection of letters in there that people have written, you know, to their lost dad or mom or son or whoever. And there's a CD that goes along with that, that that, uh, 15 of those letters, we, you know, I turned into songs. Uh, the forward was written by Olympic gold medalist, medalist Greg Luganis, um, and that book's you know available anywhere. I, this time of year is really really challenging, particularly I think for parents that have lost a child. It's a very different kind of grief. Uh, if I could give you any advice, I, you know, some people just sometimes don't know what to say, so they don't say anything at all. If if you've encountered someone, and I don't care if it's an 80 year old that lost their 60 year old daughter. Uh, that loss is the same as it is for a 20-year-old mom that lost a newborn. You know, it's that that 60-year-old was still somebody's baby. Yeah. And I, I would encourage you to not uh, avoid the subject, but, you know, talk, mention that person's name. And, and also, you know, don't expect that someone is going to deal with that grief in the same way that you might. You know, we all deal with it differently. 
But I, I just know, it, it, offer a little extra support and a little extra grace this time of year to those that maybe, particularly those that have lost a child. It is just a, it's it, it's tough these this time of year for sure. Yeah. How can somebody get the book? Um, you can go anywhere, Amazon.com, uh, Barnes and Noble. Um, which, if you're going to buy it online, if you're going to buy it locally, um, there's not too many bookstores left locally here in town. The little bookstore that's downtown on Kansas Avenue, uh, is it Dave's? Oh, maybe I'm saying that wrong. Something like that. But there's a, there's a little bookstore downtown that does carry it as well. Um, I, I think that's the only local bookstore left. But it's available in any of those places, or you can get the e-version of the book. Or you can go to uh, thelastsongwriter.com, which is my website, and and you can order it on there as well. Awesome. Vaughn, it was so good to see you. I'm so glad you were able to join me. My name is Jennifer Kermis, Vice President of Business Development with the Jura Credit Union. TIBA is advice and support. TIBA is information and education. TIBA is a voice for small businesses. My biggest advantage would be being able to network and get to know who all of the members are of TIBA and how their businesses operate, what the different needs are for their business, and really get to understand the different business opportunities that are out there in Topeka. The Topeka Independent Business Association is strong because of its members. Become a member today by visiting TopekaTIBA.org. Thanks so much for joining me on TK Business Live. Have a wonderful Christmas. Thanks for joining Tara and her guests on TK Business Live. Join us again to hear more from our community business leaders, entrepreneurs, and people making a difference in the landscape of how business is progressively moving forward in Topeka. TK Business Live is brought to you by the members of the Topeka Independent Business Association.